The Viewpoint on SAFM with Songhezo Mapegle. Monday to Thursday, 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. On the 29th of April, it was that we spoke to Mr. Ngosano Dolopi, who is the Deputy Secretary General of the South African Democratic Trade Teachers Union, I beg your pardon, one of the bigger trade unions in the teaching space. Well, you had a 14-point demand. I don't know if any of those or most of them or all of them have been met. Your thoughts on the schools opening on the 1st of June 2020 and especially, what are you telling your teachers after this announcement? Good evening, Butungosana. Good evening, Songa. Thanks uh, for having us. Good evening to your listeners as well. Mm. Well, what's your position after this announcement? Look, for now, uh, we heard uh, the minister. So our position as the union is that we will have to follow up on what she presented to the country tonight. Uh, She presented a few things addressing our 14 points that we presented to her. But also they were consistent to the regulations uh, of the lockdown. I mean, questions of social distancing. Uh, she spoke about saying that they will address, they are working on addressing the question of social distancing to, address, to attend to questions of overcrowded classes. 80 to 100 learners in some of our township schools. And she's promising us that that will be attended to. So our role now will have to follow up and verify on whether she's, uh, she was correct when she presented this to the country. I mean, she speaks about water. It's another important area, I mean, around hygiene, regular washing of hands. She's saying that water will be uh, available at all these schools. I mean, the last time we were speaking about something between 3,000 to 4,000 schools in our country who don't have clean uh, water for drinking. She's saying that the water will be available when the schools uh, reopen. And then she speaks about transport, for instance, for Lena is one of the issues that we raised to say that uh, we want compliance in terms of the same the, the regulations of government on the question of 70% uh, of learners to be loaded into any vehicle when brought to school. She is saying to us today that that will be attended to, and many, many other issues, uh, sanitizers, uh, cleaning of the schools, screening, and so on and so forth. Our role then now would be to follow up on what she said, to monitor on what she said, and see at the practical level now, at the mm-hmm. level of the site, at the level of the school, whether all she said today to us through TV is really going to happen like that. It will be on the basis of that song that we will be able to form a formidable kind of position and advise our members on what to do uh, on Monday. But surely this has to happen between now and the 1st of June, everything that you are hoping to see, because if that doesn't happen, it certainly doesn't change your position and your demands for the most part, it would mean have not been met. Yes, but you must remember, some of these things were not even said by us as a union. Sure. These are carried in the, resolution, in, in the regulations of government. So if government wants to take them serious, they must comply with their own regulations. I mean, recently the Minister of Labor came to, the, to address the nation and he put up measures to say that these are the precautionary measures that we must follow before we open any factory, any workplace. So we are here as unions just to remind them to say that it was you, Cabinet, who came up with these regulations to say that before any workplace is open, mm-hmm. the following things ought to be attended to. Fair point. So we are just reminding you to say that let's go back to what you said to us. 
because they are saying that they would want to avoid the question of the spread of the virus. So we are saying, Minister, safety of the teachers is very, very important. We are saying, Minister, the safety of 13 million learners is very, very important. Sure. And we must emphasize this point, somewhere because I mean, people are putting this thing up. The minister also raised this thing, maybe in, in passing, to say that teachers uh, are getting paid, therefore they must go back to work. Teachers never said that they don't want to go back to work. And teachers never said they want to lock back coronavirus. They never invited coronavirus. It was not teachers who closed the schools. It was government that closed the schools. Teachers are always ready to go and do their work. But the question of their safety has always been something that we have been concerned about. And we think the minister as an employer must also demonstrate the same kind of uh, care for her employees. So it's not about teachers uh, sitting for the sake of sitting at home. They want to go back. We love our children. We want to teach our children. But the safety of our children and our own safety is very, very important. And we are saying comply with your own rules. Comply with your own regulations. I can't have an issue with that, no. I accept what you're saying. It's it's a very fair position. I wonder what it is that is the thinking with Ms. Nangam Sonsadza. Thank you so much for holding on, Nangam. So, PhD candidate in education policy. This certainly does test government's policy and government's flexibility in policy in responding, certainly now, to COVID-19. Good, not good, fair, not great. Your thoughts on schools (laughs) opening 1 June 2020. You've heard what Satu has had to say. Sure, sure. Hi, Sangezon. Hi um, to everyone that's tuning into your show. Um, I think, at least from my point of view, where I'm currently standing, is that I was I was listening quite carefully to the minister, um, whether she's going to pick up on this um, health safety um, issue that um, Uputu Kosana just mentioned now. So, I mean, she mentioned that within the first minute of a of a of, of a speech. So. And I think it's very important, um, like Futsangaze has now mentioned, is that you know they need to ensure that 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 has been it is serious and that there mm. are definitely measures put in place um, to make sure that not only just the learners but as well as the teachers' safeties um, are, are are obviously well taken care of. But I think for me, in general, this whole COVID nineteen, I must say, it's I am a bit in between of data versus reality. For, for lack of simplicity. On the one hand, like the minister has mentioned, is that some of their decisions have been guided by research and studies and trends in other countries, which is fair enough. Mm. I mean, in a recent paper that um, Nick Spohr published, he, she, he, he demonstrates quite nicely there the, how, how COVID-19, in actual cases, it's, 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 it's a lot less likely that kids between the age of 9 to 10 might be might be infected, and even less than 0.2 percent between kids um, at the age of 10 and 19. And I mean, it refers to many countries that we could kind of take lessons from. Uh, but on the other hand, the reality is that um, one, we are a developing country, and I'm not quite sure in every instance is, is that we could just take some of these practices that these countries are are, are currently rolling out. One, we've got overcrowded classrooms, um, mm. and there are some things that I would have loved to hear the, the minister to explicitly explain. So it's kind of very vague at the moment, and what I'm looking forward things? to see how some of these things are going to roll out. I mean, she mentioned the cleaning of the classrooms before before learners and um, teachers come in, uh, but to no way in her speech to say, you know, how regularly would these classrooms be cleaned? Because we know, you know, if you're going to be 
to be able to combat this COVID-19, regular cleaning of surfaces and hands needs to happen or occur quite often, right? Um, like Budungosan has mentioned, the basic sanitation and infrastructure and water in schools. Legacy um, issues. Those are legacy issues. They're not going to happen between now and the 1st of June. Yeah, I can bet yeah. everything I've ever owned and will ever own, it's not going to be sorted out nationwide until yeah. the end of this year, probably even next five years, because sure. these things have been part of South Africa's education was, setup for all of yeah. its time. Yes. So basically, I mean, I was just, I was, I was, I was about to mention that, you know, some of these things are, 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 are underlying factors or system cracks that have been around for many years. Um, and I'm not quite sure or convinced that we will be able to address and tackle them within the short space of time to be ready for 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 the reopening. Quick of question, Madam. So, should we just sure. scrap this year? Jonathan Janssen, who's at Stellenbosch, like you, has hinted to that effect that the education year is gone. There's a gentleman who sent us a voice note saying that there's no way my child is going back. It's just sure. way too risky for the rest of this year. He will just deal with the loss and the psychological damage with his child at home, and he'll take care of things going forward next year. Well, is there argument in saying this year is gone, given all of these challenges? You know, and I, and I mean, I think it's fair for parents to, to, to have concerns and doubts to send their kids um, to schools. I mean, as much as the speech was supposed to encourage people to you know, support the government, I think they're in position to question some of these things. The only thing, with, um, in my opinion, was scrapping completely the year um, the schooling of 2020 is that if you're a child that is sitting in a no-fee school and already by just virtually being in a quanta one to three school, I mean, a lot of the research that we do tells us that there's already um, learning, learning gaps between kids that are in fee school versus no, no, um, no paying fee school. So if these kids are sitting at home and not necessarily getting any learning, or structured learning happening, it's just going to further the gap between between the two current bimodal education systems that we have in South Africa. That's my only sort of like reluctancy to um, Prof. Janssen's sort of comment to scrapping, to scrapping the school year. You know, if there were things in place to be able to support those kids during the time that they are at home, it's a different discussion. What we but, will do is, Nang, I'm so sorry to interrupt you because I have yeah. to literally wrap this thing up. You are coming back, please, on the 1st of June. Whatever plans you have made, they are now somewhat subject to you coming to the show on the 1st of June when kids do go back. We're going to focus on this because a lot of what's going to happen between now and that 1st of June, the devil lies certainly in the detail, and I'm sure you will be following that closely. Could you then please commit to coming back to us on the 1st of June after that first day of school again sure. this 2020 and tell us about between this conversation and this school day, what has happened, what has not happened. Let me go back now to my Satu gentleman, Deputy Secretary General Nkosana Dolog. There are what yes. just over just just under two weeks to go. Surely there are those things that are non-negotiable at this point. You've got a minute to respond to that. What is non-negotiable for the return of your members to the classroom on the first of June? Some of some of them, when as long as are even just human rights uh, and things that we should be advocating for at any time, whether there is COVID or no COVID, it should be wrong for all of us. We have a situation whereby then are at the school and there's no clean drinking water. It is something that you can't even wait for one extra day. It's something that government must just attend to as a matter of urgency. And we have seen them doing it, I think, in the last month, if you remember. They've had these Georgia tanks all over the place. So I'm just saying, if there is a will, we should be able to deliver water to all these schools. It's something that you can't delay. I mean, I just, as an advocate for social justice, 
I can't take anyone to argue to say that we must delay getting drinking water to our children. Mm-hmm. Because in any way, it affects their growth, their development, and it also affects their progress uh, in the classroom. The cleaning of a school is not something that you need 20 years to do. I mean, it's something that the uh, government must employ people to do, and it should happen as a, as a matter of education. It's a health issue. It also affects the health of the children. It affects their mind, state of mind, and also affects their performance uh, in our classroom. The question of screening, it's not a matter of waiting for 20 years to do that. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a something that must just happen. That before a child gets into our school, we must get a sense as to his state of health, such that this child must not either come in there, contract and or affect others, and or the teacher shouldn't come in there, uh, contract and or affect others, infect right. others. All right. So there are, there are things that we can just do that we don't need 20 years. Absolutely. Certainly. Yeah. No, we appreciate that. And we certainly do accept that when we talk about human rights, justice delayed is justice denied. And there are certain deliverables which government cannot contract out of. Certainly not the Bill of Rights aspects associated and attached to the right to education enshrined in Section 29. Equally, the balance of Chapter 2 being the Bill of Rights. Thank you so much then to you, Mr. Dolopi. Thanks so much for, for always being available to talk about these Thanks very critical you. issues. Thanks indeed. As well, we look forward to engaging with you on the 1st of June 2020. Those of you who have sent messages and left voice messages, after the news, we're going to listen to those voice notes to the extent that we can, and I want to read out equally a couple of very thought provoking messages. We have to nonetheless now go to the news, and we certainly do wish to say right up front thank you so much for the response. It really has been great. It is clear that schools being opening is a very touchy subject, of course, all for the right reasons, because, well, without a credible education system, kiss the future of the country goodbye. Whilst 21 hours, it's time for news. Good evening, Greg.